Okay. Good evening and welcome to the City of Palm Coast Hybrid March 17, 2021 Planning and Land Development Regulation Board meeting. Due to the current threat of COVID-19, the Planning and Land Development Regulation Board is meeting via a hybrid process as prescribed by City Council. This meeting is being held in person with limited attendance as recommended by the Centers for Disease Control and by CMT virtual attendance. Notice that this meeting was going to be held by communication media technology along with a physical location was posted on the city's website. The notice provided that those members of the public needing reasonable accommodation to participate in the meeting should contact the city clerk for assistance by noon on Monday, March 15, 2021. Access to this meeting is being provided via live stream on the city's website at www.palmcoastgov.com and 386-223-1690. Should technological difficulties arise, the chair may recess or adjourn the meeting and advise of a time to reconvene or reschedule the meeting. If you're having problems connecting or need technical assistance, please call 386-986-2391. Public participation will work as follows. The chair will call for public participation those in physical attendance will be given the opportunity to address the PODRB members by approaching the podium. When no further in-person attendees approach the podium, the chair will then call for public participation from callers that are on the line to address the board. For all callers, prior to calling in with your comments, if you are watching the meeting from our website, please mute your computer so when you call in with your comments there is no interference. To participate via phone, please call 386-223-1690. You will need to hit star 9 to raise your hand to provide your comments when you like to speak during public participation. You will be acknowledged by being unmuted and you will hear a message that you have been unmuted. Please begin by stating your name clearly and slowly for the record. You will have three minutes to speak. When there's 15 seconds left of your three minutes, you'll hear a beep and at the end of your three minutes, you'll hear another beep and you will be muted at that time. You will not be disconnected from the meeting. All callers will have the opportunity to speak. Please be aware there may be a short pause as we switch to the next caller. Today is March 17, 2021. It's approximately 5.30 p.m. Please rise and join me in the Pledge of Allegiance. Irene, would you please call the roll? Mr. Smith. Here. Mr. D. Maria. Here. Mrs. Lucas. Here. Mr. Albano. Here. Mr. Scully. Here. Ms. Shank is excused. Mr. Lemon. Here. Ms. Bott is excused. Ms. Nicholson. Here. Mr. Hilton. Here. Chairperson, we do have a quorum. Thank you, Irene. First item on our agenda is approval of the minutes from the February 17th, 2021 meeting. Are there any corrections or additions to the minutes? If none, is there a motion to approve? Motion to approve. Is there second. a second? Second. Okay, we have a motion and a second. Irene, would you call the roll? <coughs> Mr. Albano. Yes. Mrs. Lucas. Yes. Mr. Hilton. Yes. Mr. Scully. Yes. Mr. Lemon. Yes. Mr. D. Maria. Yes. Ms. Mr. Smith. Yes. I apologize. I got Ms. Smith. Okay. <laughs> Motion carries seven to zero. All right. Thank you. Item number two is the Overlord Tattoo Studio Special Exceptions, application number 4659. Mr. Tyner. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. Good evening, everybody. This is a... Uh, a special exception um, for body piercing and other body parts is required a special exception in our comp two zoning district and mr hoover senior planner will have the staff presentation good evening uh, planning board members the uh, overlord tattoo studio and art gallery is proposed at 107 old kings road north suite two at the Palm Harbor Commercial Center. 
the applicants requested a special exception for tattooing, body piercing, and other body arcs in the general commercial or comp two zoning district. The art gallery use is already a permitted use in the uh, general commercial district, so it's not part of the request. The, uh, the site is in the middle of the screen there and all neighbor nearby areas are designated mixed use, which is red. Uh, you can see the interstate area that's uh, where the ramps are for I-95 in blue. The site and all neighboring properties are also zoned general commercial COM2. The general commercial area allows tattoo studios as a special exception, whereas if this was uh, high intensity commercial, which you can see a little bit there on the very east side of the screen when the burgundy color, that allows it as a permitted use. Uh, this is sort of a picture to show you where it would be located. I think Staples uh, on the right hand side is most of us are familiar with. And I showed you where Suite 2 is to the left. I think it's to the right of the Genesis Hair Salon. The uh, requirement for a special exception requires an analysis to be done per section uh, 2.0703 of the Land Development Code. Uh, there's three criteria. Is it consistent with the specific requirements for that particular use as set forth in this LDC? The uh, large retail and commercial services site has already been developed under all applicable standards of the general commercial district in the land development code. In addition, in chapter four, we don't have any specific standards that a tattoo parlor would have to meet uh, in addition to that. B, the concurrency requirements of the land development code. Uh, in essence, this doesn't really apply because the shopping center was already built. However, there's all the essential services are already there. C, is it compatible with surrounding neighborhoods and promotes the value of surrounding land structures or buildings? Uh, the center's got a wide variety of commercial uses that have been functioning well together. Uh, probably more importantly, the unit is very distant from any residential uses. The applicant met the 14-day requirement of sending certified mail to neighboring properties for tonight's planning board public hearing. Staff has received no comments for or against the project from the public. Planning staff recommends that the Planning and Land Development Regulation Board approve Overlord Tattoo Studio application number 4659 to allow a special exception for tattooing, body piercing, and other body art. Uh, questions for staff, I'm welcome. Uh, the applicants uh, are here, sitting to my left. Uh, the gentleman's name is Ettore Beckus. Good evening. Good evening. Uh, My name is Ettore Beckis. You're the applicant? Yes. Okay. okay. And you have a presentation? I don't have any, Do you have any question for me? I, oh. don't know. I mean, you, you want to speak. That's all that's important. So. Go oh, ahead. I mean, I don't know. Um, I'm tattooing from 19 years, and uh, I'm almost 50 years old. This year, going to be 50, and I decided to move in passports from Miami. I'm Italian, so I get the green card in 2014. Uh, 2016, I get the O-1 visa in 2014, and then the green card. And I decided with my wife to buy a house in Pacos because we were looking for a beautiful place to live, and that's why we are here. Okay. No, well, I'm going to ask the board if that's the end of your presentation. Does the board have any questions of the staff or applicant? Yes, Ms. I do Lucas. have one question. Uh, under the staff findings, there was a line that I, I wanted some clarification on. It said that the proposed use will provide a personal service that is not overly abundant in Palm Coast. Could you define that for me? How many tattoo? Parlors are they, and what does overly abundant mean? The, yeah, the, the point was we, from, from what we have heard, there's not a large number of these in Palm Coast.
coast compared to other cities of similar size? Even though you've seen a couple other ones over yeah. the, last, the last six months, I don't think there's any others in town besides these three that I know of. Okay, I thought that there were several over the last maybe two mm -hmm. years. Yeah, last month we had one and the other one was four or five months ago, I think, in the fall. And there was another one, Sybil, um, a couple of years back, but they actually never opened. They didn't, okay. But that was my only question. I think we should define overly abundant. Well, thank you and good luck to you. That's it. Okay, any other questions from the board? All right, hearing none, we will open it for public comment. Uh, if you want to speak, you can sit down if you want. If you're done, you can sit down. All We're going right. to open right. up Thank the public you. comment. Right. Sorry. Thank you. Thank you. If, if there's any public comment on this item, please come forward, state your name and address, and you have three minutes to address the board. All right. Seeing no one step forward, is there any public comment online? Okay. No public comment online. We'll bring it back to the board for whatever action the board may deem appropriate. Yes, Mr. Chairman, I'd like to make a motion for approval of application number 4659 to allow special exception of tat for tattoo and body piercing and other body parts. All right. There's a motion to approve. Is there a second? No second. second. All right. There's a motion and a second. Irene, would you call the roll? Mr. Albano. Yes. Mrs. Lucas. Yes. Mr. Hilton. Yes. Mr. Scully. Yes. Mr. Lemon. Yes. Mr. D. Maria. Yes. Mr. Smith. Yes. The motion carries seven to zero. Thank you very much. Congratulations. Congratulations. Good luck. Next item is uh, item number three, Point Grand Apartments Master Site Plan, application 4633. Mr. Tyner. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. This is a property a proposal for a master site plan uh, for approximately 300 units. Uh, the property is zoned uh, multifamily two and uh, staff that meets the requirements of the Land Development Code and uh, the MFR2 uh, zoning district. Um, Mr. Hoover will have the uh, staff presentation. Good evening again. The uh, Point Grand is a multifamily project located on about 157 and a half acres on the northwest side of Pine Lakes Parkway North, and it's about halfway between Palm Coast Parkway and Beltaire Parkway. So even though the parcel's very large, the applicants has the, the uh, area there in the development area so it's sort of the east and northeast portion of the site there's a lot of wetlands on the area directly to the west of it uh, it's proposed for 300 multifamily uh, homes uh, this is a tier three master site plan so what uh, because it's over a hundred units then it goes to the planning board initially, which makes a recommendation followed by uh, going to the city council. The uh, red area on the uh, screen is the, uh, you can see the development area there. It's uh, mixed use as well as uh, land to the east. To the north in the royal blue is uh, institutional. And up there's some uh, ball fields and a church to the west of that is in a hatched area is uh, DRI mixed use and then the lime green area is conservation. So as we're going around here counterclockwise, uh, south of the site is mixed use with some conservation and then everything to the southeast and east is yellow, which is uh, residential. Uh, the site zoning is multifamily residential too. You'll see that uh, there's a couple of shared access roads that will uh, go with the future uh, general commercial that lies between the site and Pine Lakes Parkway. Uh, so the site has two zonings. Uh, to the north in the royal blue is master plan development, which is the Palm Coast Park uh, MPD and also DRI. 
Uh, the lime green area to the north is parks and greenways. To the uh, east is a master plan uh, development zoning. And then uh, directly to the east, southeast, and south is a single family residential three in the gold area. And some of that where it's a little more orange or bronze, that's a single family residential two. Directly south of the site is that uh, a self-storage facility, that's high intensity commercial uh, in, or COM3. And then further to the south, as you get towards Palm Coast Parkway, you've got the general commercial COM2. And you'll see a few light blue uh, areas there. Those are public, semi-public. This is uh, the master site plan. Uh, Pine Lakes Parkway is on the bottom, and the north arrow is going to the upper right. There's nine three-story buildings. Uh, their clubhouse is located by the roundabout in the uh, left-hand side of the uh, development area. And the main access comes in and goes down to, I believe that's Brushwood Lane. So one of the things that uh, I should point out, there's two units that back up to the commercial area. Those units will be about 500 feet from the closest uh, single family home across there. So the commercial's about 400 feet deep. We have a 100 foot right of way, and then there's about a 10 or 20 foot setback. So you got about 500 feet there. The commercial area will not be taking their trees down until it gets developed in the future. So that could be a couple of years or it could be 15 years. Uh, so that will provide a, a very good buffer between the single family homes across the street. You can also see north of the site is a large uh, wetland area as well as to the west of the uh, multifamily buildings. Uh, and that's part of the Hewlett uh, Branch Swamp. The, directly to the east is a, another apartment complex. I think that might be called Pine Lakes uh, Apartment. It's been there for a long time. Has, actually has a very good reputation. These are the uh, site development requirements. Uh, a minimum project size for multifamily residential two, which is our higher intensity multifamily district. It allows 12 units an acre. Uh, the minimum project size is four acres. They're at almost 35. Maximum building height is 60 feet. They're at 42 feet and nine inches. On parking, uh, all the units are two-story in this pro I'm sorry, not two-story, two-bedroom units. So the, uh, that requires two parking spaces per unit, and then they got a clubhouse that they're providing 20 more parking spaces for. So altogether, they'll have 620 parking spaces, of which 12 of those will be uh, for, uh, will meet the American Disabilities Act, and then there will also be a included in the 620 spaces, 100 of those will be garage parking spaces. So one third of multifamily units require garages unless there's an MPD with an exception on it. Uh, the minimum living area for uh, homes in the MFR2 zoning district is 650 square feet. They have two sides of units, 1,107 square feet and 1,153 square feet. This is the architectural elevation of, uh, I would call that a light tan colored building. And then the, they have a two-tone building and you can see it right there. The, these are the five review criteria and you get to hear from almost on every project. Uh, in this case, we're reviewing the master site plan uh, is analyzed for these. A, must not be in conflict with the public interest. B, the project has to be in consistent with both the comprehensive plan and the land development code. It must not impose a significant hardship or liability on the city. 
he must not create an unreasonable hazard or a nuisance, and he needs to comply with all applicable government standards, including local, state, and federal. Planning staff reviewed these uh, five criteria, and we have detailed findings in our staff report. Uh, in brief summary, the master site plan will not create a nuisance, hazard, or any compatibility issues as it meets all development standards and is in compliance with its mixed-use designation on the future land-use map. Uh, development already has needed infrastructure in place to serve it along Pine Lakes Parkway. The uh, comprehensive plan, uh, the project will support three policies, goals, or objectives from the uh, comprehensive plan, and it meets all standards of the multifamily residential two district and the land development code. The applicant mailed out letters on February 22nd advising neighbors within 300 feet of the project's boundaries of the neighborhood meeting. Uh, the meeting was held March 9th at the Days Inn Conference Room, which is on North Garden Street, just north of Home Depot. It was at 530. Uh, staff and six members from the uh, development team were there. However, no neighbors uh, attended the meeting. Okay, the master site plan, will, will, you'll make a recommendation, it'll go to city council. Presuming that is approved, the applicant's engineer would submit a technical site plan, and what they do on that is they'll add a lot more engineering details, such as, like right now, we're sort of showing stuff above ground. The, the engineer's gonna show grading, utilities, and the stuff underneath the ground as well. Uh, once the technical site plan is administratively uh, reviewed by staff and approved, they can apply for uh, building permits and then start construction. Planning staff recommends that the Planning and Land Development Regulation Board find this in compliance with the comprehensive plan and recommend approval to City Council for application 4633 Point Grand Apartments a master site plan for 300 homes, so the developer may apply for a technical site plan that would need to meet all applicable development requirements and subject to the following con three conditions. One, for the technical site plan, applicants engineers shall provide vehicle use area calculations on the site and landscape plans. Two, for the technical site plans, Applicant's landscape architect shall provide shade and understory trees, each spaced at about one tree per 50 linear feet along the two shared entry roads as they travel next to the commercial areas on the landscape plan. And three, school concurrency shall be met during the technical site plan process. Applicants' representatives are in attendance and they do have a PowerPoint presentation. All right, uh, can the applicant begin their presentation? Good evening, Shannon Acevedo with Matthews Design Group for the record. Our applicant's Hillpoint and I also have Chris Buttermore, the engineer and project manager So uh, thank you for the comprehensive um, staff presentation. I'll try not to duplicate too much, but as Mr. Hoover described, this is a large parent site of over 150 acres. And then if you could please click once, that is the area that we're looking at today for the apartment community. And that area is the 34.64 acre site subject to the multifamily development. Okay. So just to kind of give you an idea of the aerial, um, there is, as mentioned, expansive buffer around the development area. And of course, this works well with the existing zoning since we're working only within the MFR zoning for the multifamily and the commercial would be developed uh, in the future. 
developments, which brings the floor area ratio to about 24%. ISR is also very low at 37%, as you can see. Excuse me, what's ISR? I'm sorry, impervious surface ratio. Gotcha. So looking at the, the pavements and structures versus the green spaces. Oh, you scout. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, as mentioned earlier, it is about 400 feet of depth into the site before you get to that multifamily function parkway. And just to kind of give you an idea, I know Mr. Hoover explained that this would remain uncleared until the commercial is ready to develop. This just gives you an idea of what that looks like today. So if you can imagine, the uh, apartment buildings would be about 400 feet beyond where you see that green buffer today. And because uh, it's sometimes a little bit difficult to see in black and white, I, I thought this might be a little bit helpful just to kind of get an idea of that impervious surface ratio. So this shows you in color where all those green spaces are and it really brings to light how concentrated and focused the apartment community would be within the site. We were going for a very compact, efficient design so that we could maximize on that green space around it. Uh, also, just a couple clicks here. Uh, that first one, just wanted to point out a couple amenities. We're looking at a dog park or tot light type of amenity there. center and pool area is going to go so it's going to be uh, near the entry when you first come right onto that from the boulevard to the roundabout to have a sort of sense of arrival for the development and I did want to talk just a little bit about traffic and transportation uh, we are looking at the full access at that southern driveway and there, there will be a secondary access about 850 feet away, as you can see. The level of services are to remain at the current standard for the city of Palm Coast. And in order to manage having those fluid traffic patterns with this development, we are looking at um, turn lanes, as you can see there from the diagram, the left turns and the right coming in. Uh, for safety, we're also, just wanted to point out, it's a little bit hard to see, but um, there is a mid-block pedestrian crossing near Brookside Lane that's in a, a little bit of an awkward place. So one thing we're looking at is moving that to be um, probably, I'm thinking the, the best spot would be along the main entrance where Brushwood Lane is, but we're looking at either of those entrances moving it to be a little bit more safe and efficient. And last slide, just uh, you saw these already, but I wanted to give you an idea of, of what we're going for with the look and feel here. As was mentioned earlier, exclusively two-bedroom units and three-story structures. That concludes my presentation, unless the board has any questions. All right, thank you. Uh, back to the board. Are there any questions of the applicant or the staff? Uh, yes, I have one, if I may. Here, go ahead. Uh, I noted in the paperwork that no one attended the public hearing, and yet uh, letters were sent out to properties within 300 feet of the proposed development. How many letters or homes are actually within 300 feet of this development? Oh, I'm not sure. I so how many letters I, I, actually went I out? I think we mailed, they mailed out, I, I think I created the list, I think it's over 30 neighbors that were notified. And you received no response at all? No. No, no one called us and, and no one attended the neighborhood meeting. Do you find that concerning at all? Or did you, or was that an implication that no one had concerns? Uh, I think part of that was every time I've worked on something here in my six and a half years, and, and we talked about apartments, we always heard that Pine Lakes Apartment is such a good neighbor up there. And, and I think if Pine Lakes Apartments was creating a lot of issues in the neighborhood, then people would not, they, they'd be out here letting everyone know that. But because that apartment complex has done so well, that's helped a lot. 
the, the letter to the neighbors did uh, point out with the site plan that the homes would be back 400 feet from Pine Lakes Parkway. So I, I think the fact that that big distance is there with the trees remaining is, is uh, a huge factor for people. Thank you. Mr. I have one question. I just want to make sure the uh, that whenever the commercial areas are brought back to the city that that still comes back to the board this doesn't really cover them right so the, the one in front of the project is about seven acres and the, the other one is about four acres so uh, if they both came in at the same time 11 acres that's probably I would I would expect fully that that would be at least 40,000 square feet and so it would come back to the planning board and if, if they came in at over 100,000, it would also go to the city council. Okay, thank you. Any other questions from the board? Yeah, I have a question. Oh, <clears throat> the, um, I don't know if that's an artificial property line between the apartments and the commercial, or is that is that the arbitrary line that you created because it's one big development parcel, or is that, um, is that already been broken out as far as what's allowed that strip of commercial that is on the roadside uh, before the MSRP too. Yeah, that's a good question. So that property inset boundary you saw was something we created for this particular project, and that the southern line follows the zoning district line. Okay. And we actually have a uh, a lot split application in in house that they're actually going to split it. Okay. All right. Thank you. Know, we have one other question on that. Yes. Um, couple questions. Is to be gated. So there's no yet, age requirement. No age requirement. Uh, no, not, not okay. Time, and market market value rate for the um, the rent. Yeah. Hi, this is Chris Buttermore um, with Matthews Design Group, Good Evening Board. Uh, I think the intent with the uh, developer is like workforce housing. So workforce housing. Workforce uh, rate. Housing. Yes. Mm -hmm. So market rate. Uh, they're looking at luxury apartments and everything. Yeah. yeah. Like, I had one. Oh, sorry. We got okay. okay. um, For Mr. Hoover, the uh, two the conditions for approval, and this is probably a, a learning thing for me, but items one and three, are those not normally always uh, in the technical site review or um, the, the school concurrency and the, uh, the vehicular use calculations? I, I, mean, I, I didn't hear the, I, I think, I know it's about I, school concurrency. Yeah, I was asking if the two, there's three uh, recommended uh, conditions. Um, item two is very specific to this, so that makes sense to me. Items one and three, are, uh, is, are they not normally uh, uh, part of the technical site? The, the, the vehicle use area, that, that was just sort of a glitch in it was missing from the master site plan okay. uh, and that's what the landscape architect so as far as internal landscaping on a commercial or multifamily project if you've got a hundred thousand square feet of vehicle use area which is the paved area then 10% of that has to be created as landscape islands inside of that so that's what that numbers for and that's something that we we just wanted to make sure it was going to be on the uh, technical site plan that would follow. And on the school concurrency, they've already submitted the stuff to the school. And, and part of that, I believe, was the requested to be put on there was the city council has some concerns on school capacity coming up down the road because of a, a large volume of residential projects coming through the process and, and so the we we wanted to emphasize that they they have applied for the stuff so far and, and then when we get to the technical site plan they will have to meet that concurrency which i i don't expect that to be a problem but they will they will have to meet that any other questions from the board all right Thank you. Thank you. Uh, we'll open it up to public comment for this item. 
Again, if you wish to comment on this item, come forward, state your name and address for the record, and you'll have three minutes. Is there anyone that wishes to speak? All right, seeing none here in attendance, are there any online speakers? None at all? Okay, we'll close the public comment and uh, come back to the board for action. Anybody wish to make a motion? Motion to approve. Okay, the motion to approve, and that that, uh, that includes. Okay. I want to make sure that includes compliance with the comprehensive plan. Okay, there is a motion. Is there a second? Second. There's a motion and a second. Irene, would you call the roll? Mr. Albano. Yes. Mrs. Mrs. Lucas. Yes. Mr. Hilton. Yes. Mr. Scully. Yes. Mr. Lemon. Yes. Mr. De Maria. Yes. Mr. Smith. Yes. The motion carries seven to zero. Thank you very much. Move on to item number four, future land use map amendment for 3.8 acres uh, from Flagler County designation of commercial high intensity to city of Palm Coast designation of mixed use. Mr. Tynes. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. Um, these next two items, if that's okay, uh, Jose will do one presentation because they're both companion for the comprehensive plan and the, uh, uh, zoning, the zoning change. Um, you know, just, just uh, a brief summary. Um, when, when lands are annexed into the city of Palm Coast, you know, they have their county uh, designation for their future land use and their zoning. So basically, they have annexed into the city of Palm Coast, and we are just uh, putting on the equivalent future land use designation and the zoning designation. So with that, uh, Mr. Papa will have the presentation. So we, we will have one presentation, but we will have to, to vote on them separately. So go ahead, Mr. Papa. Thank you. Good evening, Mr. Chair and members of the board. Jose Papa for the Community Development Department. Start off with the future land use map amendment. The, the subject property is better known as Airport Commons. It's about a 3.8 acre parcel located at the southeast corner of Moody Boulevard and Airport Road. Uh, this parcel was annexed into the city, became effective in January of 2021. It is developed as a retail center, one of the newer retail centers we have in the county. <clears throat> the, the action here tonight includes a future land use map amendment. The subject parcel, as you can see up there, is designated as commercial high intensity. That's the Flagler County designation. And it is proposed that uh, it takes on the city of Palm Coast designation of mixed use. The second part of the action item that we have here is that currently the subject parcel is zoned as Flagler County designation of commercial two, and it is proposed that the new zoning designation would be that of the city of Palm Coast zoning designation of commercial two. Uh, so again, as Mr. Tyner mentioned in his introduc introduction, the most equivalent future land use map designation from county to city and zoning from county to, to city. So looking at the future land use map amendment, um, looking at one of the things we do whenever we have a future land use map amendment is we look at the public, its impact on public facilities. And you know, looking at the flume designation, the, the city's flume designation has a slightly higher development maximum than existing flume designation, which would account for if it was a green site with no development on it, the, the development potential would be slightly higher under the city's uh, flume designation. But as a developed site, th there will be no additional impact on public facilities. Environmental impact analysis, again, as a developed site, the proposed amendment will not have significant impact on the, the environmental conditions on the subject property. It's developed. You see the, in, the areas that are to be impacted already are already on the ground. And it's consistency with the surrounding land uses. It's generally consistent with the surrounding land uses. You see mixed use, which is red to the north and northeast. You have uh, 
industrial to the south of it and to the west of it. That's really the airport property. To the east of it is something that's uh, sort of an anomaly. It's a parcel that's still zoned agriculture and timberlands. It's probably just uh, been developed for a long time. And if, if looking at the, the aerial, it's probably been there a long time and was developed probably during the time when most of Flagler County was designated as ag and timberland. But uh, when I get to the surrounding uses, we'll see that the uses on our subject property, which is Airport Commons, is really not that inconsistent with what you find on that parcel to the east. Oh, um, and, and it's right here, I'm sorry. That the agricultural and timberlands parcel is currently developed really with storage, office, and residential use. So it's, uh, it, it's, there's a residential component there, but also really a non-residential non component consistent with our, the airport commons parcel. So looking at, at consistency with comprehensive plan policies, uh, policy, city has policies that we, we shall provide appropriate balance of commercial, retail, office, and industrial land use on the future land use map to balance jobs and housing. Appropriately, Airport Commons parcel is located on State Road 100 adjacent to the airport, so it, it is uh, appropriate for the, the uses that are found on it. Uh, there are also various policies in the comprehensive plan promoting urban densities and intensities where utilities are available, such as this site where Airport Commons is. And so again, the, under the proposed amendment, not only is it uh, really a housekeeping item, but the proposed amendment will pr protect the existing commercial uses that are on that property. And again, that site is adjacent to existing water and sewer service. So under the findings, again, no significant impact on level of service for in public infrastructure since it's already a developed site. Uh, no additional impact on environmental conditions. It is consistent with surrounding land uses and it is consistent with policies in the comprehensive plan. So staff is recommending that the plan, Planning and Land Development Regulation Board recommend that City Council approve application 4604 which is a future land use map amendment from Flagler County designation of commercial high intensity to City of Palm Coast designation of mixed use. Looking at the second part of, of this, of the action item tonight, uh, which is the zoning map amendment. Again, the subject parcel is zoned Flagler County designation right now of commercial two, and it's proposed or the most equivalent zoning designation we have in our land development code is general commercial or COM2. So looking at the findings, uh, again, there are criteria that we have to meet whenever we consider a zoning amendment, zoning map amendment. Uh, looking at the criteria for consistency with a comprehensive plan, I think we've demonstrated that, that it's consistent with policies for infrastructure availability and protecting for the balance of uses between commercial and non and, and residential throughout the city. It is consistent with the criteria on additional impacts to the natural environment. Again, it's a developed site, and so no additional impacts would be expected on the site. And again, the impact on public facilities, no additional impact as a developed site. Its impact on the, on the economy, the designation that we, we are providing, uh, the COM2 zoning designation, and the mixed use future land use map designation protects the existing commercial uses on that site. And any changes in circumstances or conditions as a criteria of a zoning map amendment, the annexation of the parcel into the city limits uh, necessitates the amendments that we have before us tonight. And again, compact, uh, compatibility with proximate uses and development patterns. Uh, looking at similar parcels along State Road 100, I think the, the, the uses that you'll find on this site and its zoning designation is consistent with other similarly situated parcels. And does it accomplish a legitimate public purpose? Uh, judging by the number of cars that are on the site already, and I think it's still half vacant, it, it's appropriate to protect the commercial uses that are found there and make sure that it can continue to function as a service area for residents of Palm Coast and Flagler County. 
So at this time, staff is recommending that the Planning and Land Development Regulation Board recommend that City Council approve application 4605, which is a zoning map amendment from the Flagler County designation of Commercial 2 to City of Palm Coast designation of General Commercial. And of course, the next steps after if the Planning Board approves both items is that we go to City Council for two public hearings. All right, uh, thank you, Mr. Papa. Is the applicant in attendance or do they have a presentation? This is a city initiated. Oh, uh, initiated, okay. Yes, I'm sorry, sir. Yes. So you are the applicant. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, thank you very much. We're going to separate these two now because, oh, well, wait a minute, let me back up. Are there any questions of the staff before we move forward? I have a question just yes, for my own edification here. Um, you said that the sewer system utilities were available, but are they Flagler County utilities, or are they sure. Palm Coast? Yeah, the, the site is served water-wise by the city, okay. while sewer, um, they are a bulk customer of, of Flagler County, oh, but, but it is there. I see. Yes, sir. And that's under the pre-annexation agreement that was agreed to by Flagler County, city, and, and the developer. Any other questions? How far west is this property from Airport Commons? Does it go all the way to Harbor Plumbing? Because I saw where you, where you mentioned that the ag timber had some storage and other buildings, but I don't remember seeing anything between Harbor Plumbing <coughs> and west. No, there, there, there's n nothing between there, sir, yes. It, it is directly adjacent okay. about that property. Well, so this is where Planet Fitness is right now, right? Yes, sir. Okay. Any other questions of the staff? All right, seeing none, we're going to have open it up to the public, but we're going to do it item by item. So for item four, future land use amendment, is there any member of the public that wishes to speak? Seeing none, are there any online? No. None? All right. Um, back to the board then for item four only, the future land use amendment. Mr. Chairman, I'd like to make a motion to um, the approval of app, app number 4604, uh, land amendment 8 with the 3.8 acres from Flagler County designation commercial to high destiny to city of Palm Coast designation of mixed use. All right, is there a second? Second. All right, there's a second. Uh, Irene, would you call the roll? Mr. Albano. Yes. Mrs. Lucas. Yes. Mr. Hilton. Yes. Mr. Scully. Yes. Mr. Lemon. Yes. Mr. DeMaria. Yes. Mr. Smith. Yes. Motion carries seven to zero. All right, thank you. Item four is approved. Now we'll open up the public comment on item four, which is a zoning map amendment. Is there any member of the public in attendance that wishes to speak on this matter? All right, seeing none, are there any online? Okay, none online. Back to the board for whatever action you may want to take. Mr. Chairman, yes. I'll make a motion to approve uh, app number 4605, a zone map amendment from Flagler County designation of commercial two to the city of Palm Coast designation of general commercial, com number two. All right, there's a motion to approve. Is there a second? I'll second. Mrs. Approve. Lucas, seconds. All right, Irene, would you please call the roll? Can I, I'm sorry to jump in. And that the motion is to recommend approval, correct? Pardon? Yes. Yes. It should yes. be to recommend approval. Re recommend approval, yes. Pardon me, thank you. Mr. Albano. Yes. Mrs. Lucas. Yes. Mr. Hilton. Yes. Mr. Scully. Yes. Mr. Lemon. Yes. Mr. DeMaria. Yes. Mr. Smith. Yes. Motion carries seven to zero. All right. Thank you very much. Uh, that's all our agenda items. Does the uh, board or staff have anything they'd like to discuss? Yeah, I do. And I don't want to keep people from their corned beef and cabbage except for myself. <laughs> <laughs> um, so uh, regarding uh, um, uh, in the LDC 3.0304 Master Plan Development Zoning District, the Section J about the existing golf course communities uh, caused us all a lot of time in this room and other rooms. And part of the reason I feel, and opening up for discussion, is that it does not provide the kind of clarity to the abutting neighbors, nor the landowner, nor the prospective developer as to um, 
what is or was uh, a golf course. So this refers to existing golf course communities, existing golf course features like fairways and clubhouses, and when in fact, as we all saw with the L section thing, that was a subject of, of a lot of debate. And I would like to uh, recommend that, that uh, the staff take a look at that section J and try to come up with some wording that protects the neighborhoods, uh, but also makes the expectations clear to the existing landowners and prospective developers should a golf course decide not to be a golf course anymore. That's it. Okay, thank you. I, I think I would agree with that. I think there are other golf courses in our community that could end up in the same boat as, as the uh, one in Matanza. So I think a little more clarity would be helpful for not only the board and the city council, but also the staff and the residents around the golf course to help them understand that a little bit better. Is right. that something we can start working on? Yeah, Mr. Chairman, I think I think we can. I mean, we are we are extremely busy right now. We're we're short staff. I hate to be whiny, but uh, we're probably one of the busiest I, I think we've we've been. Uh, we've got two planners on staff. Uh, municipalities our side typically have four or five, so we are extremely busy. Um, I can't promise you we're going to have it next month, um, but I also would make like to make a suggestion that um, like we did for uh, the land development code and revisions, I think it would be very helpful to maybe Mr. Scully if he, he would volunteer um, to kind of be the planning board liaison for this subject. And then we can work kind of together and maybe staff can draft some things up and, and, and talk to Mr. Scully about it and then bring it to a workshop or something like that. Because I, I thought that worked great. Um, you know, when some of the members weren't here, but when we started doing the land development code and certain sections of the land development code, we would have, uh, you know, certain planning board members being kind of a liaison with us, with the stakeholders to go through that process. I'm if sure it's Mr. Okay Scully Mr. would Scully. be happy to do that. Well, I got plenty of time. <laughs> <laughs> we all got time, right? Uh, yeah. Unless anybody feels, you know, strongly that their, their level of expertise in this, uh, you know, I'd gladly step aside, but I'm not seeing any comers. Okay. So yeah, you're it. Great, thanks. Uh, anything else uh, from either the board or the staff? Okay. Make a motion to um, adjourn. Motion to adjourn. Is there a second? <laughs> Mrs. Lucas. All right. Um, Irene, if you call the roll, please. Sister Albano. Yes. Mrs. Lucas. Yes. Mr. Hilton. Yes. Mr. Scully. Yes. Mr. Lemon. Yes. Mr. DeMaria. Yes. Mr. Smith. Yes. Yes. The motion carries seven to zero. Thank you. We're adjourned. <laughs>